Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Noisegate. This is episode 14. Uh, this is the last full formal episode of this season. Yay, we made it. Um, I'm back here with Tristan. We are talking about Duolipa's future nostalgia. We're talking about the second half. We are at your favorite? Yeah, so, I think so. Uh, so we have arrived at track seven, which is Hallucinate. And this one is funky. So we kind of don't Real know funky. what key this is in. I think or what mode this is in is really what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean... Is I'd, B flat something? My... So the only sort of question I have is I have no idea if the first chord is B flat, major, or minor. Because uh, they omit the third. The, so it's kind of ambiguous. I can't hear a third anywhere. It's I not didn't hear in the melody. Either. I lean towards thinking of it as a B flat minor. Be- and the way I look at it is going throughout the whole chord progression, it all kind of lines up in the B flat minor thing until, well, not really. Um, but if you look at the melody, you do end up getting that D flat, which for those of y'all who might not know is the difference between B flat minor or major is a D flat or a D yeah, natural. Yeah, it's either a raised third or it's either like if you're looking at it from major key, it's either a whole step between the second and third scale degree or a half step. Yeah. Basically. Um, whole thing. I mean, that's a lot. We talked about it last yeah. week. How music theory is really iterative, and it's it impossible to explain it without having like a big foundation. Um, so if you don't understand, don't worry. Don't just, worry. Just forget about yeah, it. Yeah. Don't stress. It's fine. Listen to the song. It's groovy. Yeah. Just, just, just vibes. The thing that man. I kind of can elaborate on is like the melody for the her line that's "Love you like a fool, breathe you in until I hallucinate." I believe is the line. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's lyric. I think it is. It's really interesting. Um, it's I'm gonna play the clip of it at the beginning of this, like, at, to introduce the song so that you can hear it, basically. Um, but it's the clip from the beginning. The resolution is on scale degree three, but it's D natural, yes. so it would resolve. If it were in a major key, it would be resolving in the major key. Yes, and but this if it's is not a in a major concept. key, then it's kind of funky. This is a concept that is referred to in classical music theory as the Picardy third. Um, it's when you have a predominantly minor chord progression, but the last chord of it ends up being a major one. So, and it's called that because it's the Picardy third. Picardy was a composer or some some old man back some in the day dude. before groovy shit happened. Basically. And so they, uh, if you end a minor chord progression with a major one, that's usually called the Picardy third. Not a lot of classical theory concepts are super applicable to pop music. You can bully me for that if you want, but I stand by it. It's yeah. way more akin to jazz theory. True. Um, but in this case, using that little Picardy third is an interesting thing, especially because the melody uses that D flat in sections before it, which kind of imply that it's kind of like a B flat minor thing and then it ends on a B flat major. I don't know. Another interesting thing about this is it uses the chord progression from when you beat a level in the original Super Mario. It does. This is what I describe as the dad rock chord progression. Because it's yeah. the, it's like a, what is it, a raised it's six? It's a flat six. Flat six. Flat seven flat one. Flat seven one. Down, brown, brown. Yep. You know? Which is very common in like older. A lot of rock, older stuff. 
The end of Super Mario. Yes. Um, Remember when in New Rules when she did that out of my mind, out of my mind. She brought it back. The yeah. mama mind thing. Yeah. She brought it back. She she's all about it. She's all about it. Whether that's an intentional reference or not, who knows? Uh, she did it again though, so cares, I don't fucking know. It's fucking groovy. Uh, this is yeah. It's very groovy. It's the second like most danceable song. It's catchy. It's fun. I think I think it's the danciest. This is my favorite. I love yeah. the chord progression. I love that I don't fully understand mm-hmm. what the chord is. I like <laughs> that little bit of mystery. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me excited. <laughs> I respect and it. And it's also it's a shame that it's one of the least popular on the record. Yeah, actually, it's a good. It's it would be a sleeper tune nominee for sure. Yeah, I kind of fuck with it. I love this one. But yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about that. Yeah. I have lots of notes about the next song. So the next song is also a very popular song. It's called Love Again. This one utilizes strings 10 times more than any other song does. They have a big string intro. They have a string outro. They have string fills. I really like them. I thought this was in D major just based on the strings. Which is why it's important in context. Threw your perfect pitch out the fucking window. It did a little bit. That happens, though. <laughs> it does happen. I'm um, like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I really never really think about the intro of this song as like... You Part know. of the song? Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just kind of a thing. It's kind of on its own. It's just kind of there, but it's cool. There is a hell of a lot to be said about this tune. Uh, not a lot to say about the chord progression. It's no. kind of... It's a simple sort of poppy chord progression. Something we've heard that one, six, yeah, four, it's seven. A, it's a very minor. normal harmonic minor it's Something song. we're all very used to, very familiar, but... The two things that really stand out are one, the sample. I don't know what the sample is actually sampling. Mm-mm. That is, I'm not familiar. I I don't know it. Um, to be honest, the sample is kind of annoying to me. Ba, 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 yeah, yeah. I've I've never really liked it too yeah, much. Yeah, I don't like it. But the fact that the strings are so fucking awesome yeah. really redeem it. Um, like, and. This song in particular, as well as uh, more recently, Carly Rae Jepsen's Loneliest Time. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard that shit and you love strings at all, please. Fuck, I haven't listened to it yet. Go hear that shit. Okay. Carly Rae Jepsen's new album is like surprisingly good. I mean, Emotion is like hailed as one of the greatest like pop albums yeah, in recent Yeah, but the thing history. is, it's like... It's not just like straight up pop music. I haven't no, listened not. to anything from Carly Rae Jepsen since like Call Me Maybe. Yeah. And me then too. this shit dropped last year and I was like, yo. Wait a minute. This Let her is cook. Awesome. Let her cook. <laughs> I, uh, about half of it is kind of meh, but the other half of it, the okay. title track, fucking okay. awesome. I will have to Amazing listen to strings, it. strings, just like this tune, incredible strings. And I learned so much about just writing for strings in a pop context because i took all my classical theory classes i know how to write strings like bach Mm. i play a big stupid string i just throw all of the like most of the movement related things especially anything related to counterpoint when i write strings out the fucking window it's It's gone it's 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 out the window i do not care well the interesting thing that i didn't know about until really diving deep into pop music like this or the loneliest time um so much of it is just unison Yes. Like, that's the one thing that I would always try to write string parts for things. And I'd just be like, why does this sound like shit all the time? Damn. Um, and it's because I was overcomplicating it. I was trying mm-hmm. to write in four-part harmony constantly. 
when you realize like every line that's not super emphasized in this song is unison strings or octaves yeah for the cellos. it's like if you're gonna use strings as your main form of harmonic movement and harmonic content then it's one thing to write in four-part harmony. Yeah. That's your main source of harmony. But if we're using it as like a flourish the way that they do in this song or like as a fill like they do on the rest of the record, overcomplicating it makes it kind of like it makes it suck sometimes. <laughs> and it's interesting you say that when it's your main form of harmonic content because even in this song, there are a lot of points where it splits into harmony, but only when it wants to be emphasized. Exactly. Like, only when it's the front. It, when it, when it takes the, the primary focus. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it has four part yeah. harmony in the beginning, but it's the primary focus. Even on like one of the faster lines after the, uh, I guess you call it the break or something, yeah. um, it splits up into harmony as it goes. Um, but it's, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to just say fuck it and just let your strings be unison. Yeah. As hard as that might be when you're composing stuff, it or just. Or octave, fuck it, even yeah, do them octaves octave. Octaves are fine too because like having the cello the and high octaves is lame. Yes. Um, so it's just, <laughs> I, I, it just blew my mind. It took me forever to learn that because I remember just like listening to songs like this or the Carly Rae Jepsen song I mentioned and being like, how do I do this? It's like, I feel like I'm writing rhythmically about the same thing. It just always sounds yeah, bad. And it's, then you just write when you write line. things more in unison, it also makes the parts that are not in unison sound cooler and yeah. more and draw more focus. Like having something in unison and then having it split gradually or add on gradually is something that I do a lot too, which I think adds some like interest and makes it less boring mm -hmm. the guitar is placed really purposefully because it's in like four bars <laughs> of the fucking song the yeah yeah it's only on <laughs> the like the one guitar. and at the second half of the pre-chorus and it's like the only time they use it but it's like they wanted emphasis so they added it i'm like shit yeah. that's interesting hey, another that's such a nice little production trick nice little production trick is just Throwing in a little bit of acoustic guitar mm. in songs where it doesn't really fit, yeah. Um, just just a hint of acoustic guitar, just some chords. It, I every time I notice it in songs, it's like wow, it it does so much to just change the vibe yeah. of a certain little section. Yeah, and I really like how this song showcases her lower range really well. Mm -hmm. Like I think she has a really like rich tone in her lower range, um, and this song does that really well. The other thing vocally I really love is she sings the third harmony above for her main, mm -hmm. the, but God damn, you got me in love again. That whole, like, she sings her, like, third harmony up for, like, parts of the back half of the song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, so you can <laughs> sing normal and harmonize to it. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I like that she made the change because it still sounds natural. It's one of those, like, the structure of the, melody of the line is very simple and very normative and so it's like very easy to change it and make the harmony be your melody now but um yeah i like the song this is my second favorite on the record it's just know. cool it's I groovy where i would place it I, I i haven't like ranked the whole thing i only have my top two and my bottom two ranked nice that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's it um but i really like this one i'm a sucker for strings we all know this and um it's still and it's it has good strings and it's groovy and it's fun, and uh, it, it just does a lot of things really well, and they're all things that you would not expect to fit well together. Yeah. The next song is my favorite. Break My Heart, so fire. This Almost everybody's heard song. this song. This is the bass song, <laughs> hence why I love it. Um, 
yeah, I said this is my favorite bass line of the record because yeah. it's just really cool. This I mean, it's is. E minor. <laughs> the chord progression is not that interesting, but you know, it's E minor. I like the key. I really like the bass line. If I had found this song a year ago, it would have had me, especially from a lyrical standpoint, in a chokehold. <laughs> in a chokehold. And that's why I say lyrics matter because this would have had me in a chokehold a year ago. And now I'm like, eh. I mean, they matter, but they it's do. also like. I mean, that's just more, that says more about me than about yeah. the record. But um, yeah. uh, I, I'm i a fan. I'm a fucking fan. The, awesome bass line, amazing shit. Hard as fuck to play on upright. <laughs> I bet. It's not easy the way it's placed. With well, all those, they like, didn't big fucking slides. play it on an upright, you no. hooligan. Um, like they, it's just you. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think you're right about that. But it's really, really great. It does the, the classic three on E type thing. Bump, 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 a billion bass lines bum, bum, off of bum, just that one little, I, like, yeah, I'm sure you can think of a hundred of them. Yes, this reminds me of, of Cake by the Ocean. It's a common groove, but I think the execution of it here is really good. Yep. They do, it's not vocoder, but it's almost vocoder on the chorus. Um, yeah, it's the, like a I weird harmonizer. at home, because I was a better alone, that whole... I, I just really like the harmony, the way it comes in, the way it drops into the actual groove and the actual beat. I love the really way it fun. fits over the bass drum. <laughs> and the way that the vocal harmony fits with the bass is really cohesive, which mm. is hard to do. Those are two instruments that usually don't mesh super well together. So when they do, it's really cool. Um, they EQ'd the, or the, they automated the EQ is what I was trying to say. They automated the EQ. So like in the beginning, how it sounds really thin and oh, then it yeah. comes in gradually. They, they like basically automated like that would be a high pass filter is which they do that multiple times they did it with the hi-hats too i'm i just like when they do weird shit like that that's yeah. again like a weird production thing but i thought it was cool um yeah i i just this is the most groovy this is the most fun and again <laughs> a year ago uh would have had me in a chokehold um I don't know. I just I I vibe with the song the hardest. Again, this 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 record is like we're getting so deep into the theory, but also at the end of the day, it's just vibes. Just vibes. <laughs> and it. this one really is just vibes. So I'm I'm a fan. I don't have a ton to say other than go listen to it. Yeah. Um. Super fun to play. Super fun to do. I think I've done this on a gig like a couple times, but nice. it's just hard. <laughs> yeah. So um, because it's just difficult, we don't really play it too much mm. because it's like it all has to line up so perfectly with the rhythm of the bass and the bass drum and all the vocals and everything. It's it's really hard to pull off. Um, yeah. But oh, it's so good. It's it so is cool. really good. Also, playing it on upright is a fucking nightmare but da, 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 da. yeah um anyway I anyway think i think we've we've summed that one up enough so the next song is kind of a standout in that the groove is different than the rest of the record i don't know what you would call this groove the groove is different i don't know what to call it but yeah it's like a driving eighth note type thing on piano. yeah this definitely sticks out for pretty much every reason pretty much every reason everything about this song is very different yeah so this song is called good in bed so again title tells you what the fuck this is about yeah um this is the most good for blatant. her <laughs> yeah good for her um that's what i've i mean kind of because it's also like the content is yeah. like 
we don't really know each other very well her. and we don't like each other that much but that's why we're so good at fucking and that's the whole premise of the song <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like all right pop off i guess lyrically i hate it um, really i hate it it's just kind of like it's goofy calm down no it's so goofy it's kind of like it. cringe but... it is cringe but that's what makes it that's how i feel about the first song nah. it's like you've never met a female alpha that's cringe shut yeah, up but that's it's like, the same i don't know i don't Honey know please is the same amount of cringe no yes. definitely not De- this is this like is you said, one step above what you said about pretty please is like it's about sex but it's not icky this is the icky song it is it's one it's one to two degrees more icky but i i i like it because it cracks me up this is the one i listen to and i just kind of like roll my eyes but it's really fucking good i say that this is probably my second favorite on the record despite it being icky that's the the whole point because the groove is so cool and it's just very fun there's a lot to say about it one the driving eighth notes and everything with Mm -hmm. the piano and everything the main thing that really gets me on this is the chord progression. Yeah, minor two, is, right? Well, yeah, it's just a two five one, mm-hmm. which, like I said earlier, I don't know if that was this episode or the last episode. Two five one is the most common thing in any jazz song ever. True. And there is a long, long history as to like why it went away. I I could talk forever about just (laughs) uh, the difference between four chords and two chords and like the cultural differences and everything um i don't know if you want to get all the way into that i would like to but i I could spare you those details i don't know if Um, we can for the episode because i think it's gonna be i could go on for fucking hours the point is a lot of jazz music and a lot of like the music their kids were making a lot of black music in the 70s and 80s and everything ended up using two five ones in a lot of their songs because culturally that's like what they what they knew blues jazz and blues yes exactly but around the 50s white musicians take like elvis and like with the birth of the rock and roll music and everything we started using a very common substitution with four five four one. five one instead. So we kind of the white people deleted two from their musical yeah. vocabulary, while as which is why it's not commonly seen, like even still, really exactly in contemporary context. And I mean, it's becoming it more lot. common, but still, that's, that's what we're getting to. You you saw two five ones throughout every decade in black music all of the r&b all of the funk and everything 251s fucking everywhere even to an extent a lot more hip-hop um 251s all over the place love me 251s they feel good it's always good a lot of the white pop music it's just disappeared it wasn't until about this time that music this era of music i would say like maybe 2018 2019 That it started becoming really popular to use two five ones again. Look at "Say So" by Doja Cat. Um, a lot of Billie I think Eilish. It feels songs. like we only go backwards by Tame Impala. Has it too? I don't know it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Tame yeah, Impala G minor. It's in F major, and there's a G minor. Yeah, it's a G minor yeah. F. No, G minor C F. So yeah, yeah it is. There you it's go. Two five one. Super common chord progression kind of deleted from the history unless you're looking at black music in particular. So hearing it in like more standard like white people pop is like so good (laughs) to me that it's finally there. It just feels so much better. 
And this was one of the first songs I really noticed that becoming a thing in. And now it's all over the place. Um, and it just makes my, my brain happy. Also, the melody is literally just a fucking chromatic descending yes, line. that was my next mode. Which no. is wild and just weird. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah, and, I and, said and, it's and, kind and, of off-putting, but I is. do respect it's it. It is. It's wacky. It's strange. It like, is weird. You know, and it's over a two chord. Yeah, exactly. Which is even weirder. So yeah, it ends when it lands when on the it lands five on the chord. five, especially it's over a G minor and it starts on an E flat, which there's no E flat mm-hmm. in the song at all. It starts on the flat seven of this key and then it goes down to the five. It, it's just a weird, it's weird, weird little thing, but it sounds great. I love it. Um, It's just I, I don't know. I have nothing like there's yeah. no rhyme or reason as to why it works it just feels good mm-hmm. i really i really love the piano and the bridge too like yeah. the little piano flourish they have is so pretty yeah it's, it's nice just, again it's very intentional and it's cool to like add a little spice to a different formal section and it's an interesting point because our brains kind of subconsciously want that when you hear two five ones because two mm-hmm. five one is so ingrained to the sound of jazz True. it's like that is what jazz is like and even if you're like oh i've never listened to jazz everybody's listened to fucking christmas music mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody has heard that everybody knows all those songs and it's just there's a fuck it's a nat king cole album you guys are listening <laughs> to all right the ella fitzgerald like it's jazz <laughs> i'm sorry i hate to break it to you um, and it's just so funny to me that it's like, as soon as you hear a two, five, one, it's like, oh, that's where we're going to have a little improvised piano flourish in the <laughs> yeah. background. It's just, our brains are wired to want that when it happens. You Facts. Know? So my last two notes are funny notes. So the little bling that they have in oh, the, yeah, <laughs> nice. Exactly that. Is it. that a boner joke? Cause it feels like, because the song is about like fucking it feels like that's like a boner joke i don't think it is i, think I don't it's well just, why else the fuck is it there why, why not? i think it's great i want to do that in my songs just replace I mean, the word with, like, i mean go awesome. for it dude <laughs> go for it king and then my other thing talking about lyrics that you prefer to not listen to she says i want to dedicate this verse to all that good pipe in the moonlight sheesh <laughs> And the long nights where we did everything but talk it through. Get some sheesh. I don't like the lyrics, but sure, go for it. But that one, when I heard it, I was like, oh, (laughs) pop off, bitch, pop off. And even the way melodically that's like emphasized, it has like, it adds harmonies. It goes all the good vibe, the moonlight, you know? It cracks me the fuck up and I love it. (laughs) I fuck with it so hard. Um... But yeah, she also this she swears more in this song than like I think oh, almost yeah. all of them. She very loudly says fuck. Yeah, it's the, in the, it's uh, the most emphasized fuck in any pop music I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Good for her. It's the only thing on the and album then she giggles with an explicit and moves on. rating. Yeah. She giggles and moves on. And I love that for her. Is kind of like a pop off. The last two songs are like a pop off queen moment, but in two very different ways. Yeah. Speaking of the last song. It's called Boys Will Be Boys. So you know what it's about. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't like this song at all. Yeah. Which is, it, it, I get it. It's like the man doesn't like the woman song, of course. Yeah. Classic. But that's not it. The lyrics on this one, I actually do like them a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they're great. I think they're like 
they it's tell well a good written. story. That's what it is. I just fucking hate this chord progression so much. Mm-hmm. I just I cannot listen to another song with this goddamn chord progression. I'm so sorry. I don't remember what it is. It's it's the chord progression, like four one five six, and uh, the gripe I have is the vast amount of songs in the past. 20 fucking years that have just been those four chords one four five and six just put in whatever random order taylor swift we're looking at you can't fucking listen to taylor swift for this Mm -hmm. reason it's and the worst thing about taylor swift in particular is now that this new age of pop music is sort of starting up with more interesting chord progressions justin bieber is also super super guilty of this they just, because they're the biggest stars in the world, they get to cling to doing their same shit while there are other artists yeah. that are legitimately innovating, like yes. Carly Rae Jepsen, Dua Lipa, yes. Billie Eilish, like so all of these I, people. We've talked about um, Evermore, which is a folk record from Taylor Swift on this podcast. Mm. And my defense of folklore in Evermore is that they do not follow all of her normal tropes all the time. Mm. They have things that are very different. Um, and they, she is more innovative with her melodies and her chord progressions and her song structure because it's a very different genre than what she's done before. She has two songs that are in 5-4 mm. on Evermore. Taylor Swift has songs in 5-4, which I, is like yeah. batshit. All I know is yeah. I've had people try to make me listen to the fucking 10-minute all-too-well Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to say you can't do it. You can't. That's just what I was my thinking ears of. Off. Yeah, I don't. And again, minutes of that one chord progression. My similar gripe is when artists have six fucking songs that are all in the same key in a row on a record. That shit drives me up a wall. That's a huge reason why I don't like Midnight's, her most Mm. recent record. There's fucking seven songs in C major in a row. For Bitch, me, get more so creative. The like, key. I don't care about the key as much as just the same progressions. Yeah. One of the things I love about this record is no two songs share the same progression. True. They're all completely different. They're yeah. not all completely unique in terms of music. Um, but they're different from each other. They're all different from each other, and they don't like. They all have their own little. And place. this song is the only one that has a super boring overused progression and i won't even say that because like even if you look at cool it's just five six four which are but it doesn't have one it doesn't have one one, which is what makes it distinct always a little bit different and the ones that do have really common chord progressions are in minor keys which change it up a little bit and the bass is usually really interesting and the bass is always like break my heart is a very normative progression Uh, it has it has minor three i think it has b minor in it Boys, boys will be boys. My my things are. I like the pizzicato strings. Mm-hmm. I really I love the pizzicato strings. I do like the strings. Um, what is the kids ain't all right a reference to? That's a reference to something. The kids oh. aren't all right. What oh the fuck God. is that? I know. Somebody that's listening is gonna kill me because yeah. I don't remember. I don't either. But, uh, I know but it's a reference to something. Yeah. Okay. So she says the kids ain't all right in like the pre-chorus, which I'm pretty sure is a reference to the Offspring song. <laughs> the kids aren't all right. I don't know. It. I heard it and I was like, that sounds familiar. There's a couple times on this album that I'm like, what the fuck is that from? Like, I don't know. And it could be intentional or unintentional references. Like so my just- my full take is that I don't really like the melody. Um, it's good commentary on the societal expectation of girls needing to be more mature than boys are at the same age. It's 
it's fine as the one serious song on this record. Do I like the execution? Not really. Do I respect it for what it's trying to do? Yes. That's kind of my take. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, there's a lot of really good stuff here. I think the lyrical content is excellent. I actually like the main vocal melody. Like, Even though it does just kind of pivot on two notes the whole time. I like it a lot. Um, I think she sings it really well. I really like it. I love the pizzicato strings. Yeah. But I only love the pizzicato strings. Um, <laughs> the, the, it's just the thing it's that a- ruins it is that chord progression. You can only polish mm-hmm. a turd so much. Like, Damn. I can't fucking... I hate yeah, that again, fucking chord progression. I'm less sold on the melody, too. I don't know. I um, Two episodes ago was called a melody whore by the <laughs> other co-host. <laughs> Um, I called you a glam rock whore, by the way. I'm a chord whore. That's what I am. I think glam rock whore is also accurate. That works, yeah. Um, You are a chord whore, though. But I was called a melody whore, and honestly, it just doesn't hit for me. Something about it is just like I've heard it a thousand times, and it's not that catchy. It's not that interesting. Yeah. And... I, again, I really respect it and like it for what it's doing. And the fact that it's the only serious song on the record and the fact that she's kind of spitting bars. Other than that, I'm just, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the one song on this record that hasn't made like my main playlist that I listen to. Yeah. Every other one of them. I listen to them constantly. This is yeah. one of my favorite albums of all time. And this is the one song. I, I forgot not, this existed. Yeah. I was talking about this with somebody and I was like, oh, it's so good. And he was like, oh, yeah, I love the whole thing except for the last song. I was like, what do you mean? Good in Bed is awesome. And he's like, no, the other one. I was like, oh, oh that one. That one. <laughs> this is not Tristan being misogynistic, by the way. I'm Can really vouch not. that he's not. It's just I'm that this sorry. song just does not hit. I'm sorry. I hate the woman song. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Good quote. I'm so sorry. I hate the woman song. <laughs> Um, a better version is Lake Street Dive. Uh, what is it? Being a woman is good. I really like that one. Uh, what's the other one by them? Tristan really defending like? his humanity I have actively. To do it. I have to. I'm sorry. God, what's this, the, yeah. the name of that other song? The other woman song by them I really like. Fuck, I'll figure it out. I don't, I don't know. know. Lake Street Dive is also fucking but awesome. Bridget she Kearney's she has her girl power moments on this record, and we love her for her girl power moments. I think her female alpha thing was a little cringe, but other than that, <laughs> other, don't say it. Don't don't say female alpha. It's just kind of goofy. I she mean, was she's all right thing. grifting, dude. She's <laughs> Dua Lipa grifting by saying she's a female alpha. That is the hottest take I've ever had. <laughs> brother anyway um that's unhinged but that is the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah what a fucking note to end on thanks i don't believe i don't believe it in my heart it's all jokes but this record is really good i liked it a lot more than i thought i was going to very different than last week's discussion but we talk about all kinds of music on this podcast and i did like this i do recommend listening to it my favorite was break my heart least favorite is yeah i would have to say boys will be boys unfortunately just from a musical standpoint it's my least favorite again the sentiment i get it you're right trust me you're right but like (laughs) um yeah i don't know but it's good this this record is good i don't know if you have any closing thoughts on the whole thing no i think i pretty much got it all out of the way yeah record 
fucking rules. That's all I got to say. Yeah. It's sick. It does <laughs> Go rule. listen to it more. Well, that's all we have to say about Dua Lipa's future nostalgia. And that brings us to the end of our last full episode of season one of Noisegate. Holy shit, people. We made it. Um, I want to give a huge, huge thank you to everyone who's been listening, whether it's to one episode or to all 14. Um, the support means the world. I hope that um, people were able to, you know, not only enjoy this, but kind of gain something from it. Um, the whole mission of this for me was not only to get myself better connected and integrated with the community, which speaking of which, huge, immense shout out to all my co-hosts. Thank you guys so much. Um, to everybody for coming on the pod and talking about music with me, whether it was your own or somebody else's. Um, But my other big goal was to be able to talk about music in a way, in a meaningful way that's also accessible for people who maybe aren't musicians, who don't have a ton of musical knowledge or like songwriting background, you know, that kind of thing, just so that they can maybe come at the music they listen to and already love with like a new perspective and, you know, a new, like maybe a little bit more of a nuanced take. Um, so I don't know if I did that. I fuck. I hope so. Got no idea, though. Um, but yeah, that's it for this season, which is crazy. Um, don't fret. We will be back. Um, I'm going to be taking like probably the next month and a half to make season two. I'm not just going to be like slacking. I will be working. Um, but I'm thinking either late No, mid to late July is probably when season two is going to start airing. Um, But there will be one more like bonus episode kind of for this season. Um, It's going to be a season wrap up. Basically, it's just going to be me next week talking about my best and worst as far as music goes for for this season out of everything that we talked about. It'll be like a quick synopsis kind of deal. But yeah, then we'll be back with season two and all will be good. So um that's all I have. Enormous thank you again to everybody who's been listening and who is listening now. Um, yeah, talk to you later. Bye.